guys, we got our first guest right here, right now. Episode 2 of Pure Muscle Radio that I'm co-hosting with Big Mike Van Wick. I'm Antoine Vaya. And our guest, of course, Jay Cutler. So how's it going, Jay? What's up, fellas? How, how are you today? Oh, we're pretty good. I mean, we were a little bit stressed out earlier. Well, that Mike, he didn't he sitting, just, sitting, sitting, show up. Show up. <laughs> he was eating muffins. He was not stressed out. But me and Laura was like freaking out about this. But now everything's good. Yeah. I've been uh, I've been enjoying the content. I see uh, I see Big Mike putting everyone through the through the all the uh, routines up there, man, and showing off that uh, all that knowledge, Mike. You're passing all that knowledge to the new generation. Yeah, knowledge. knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So where'd you guys? Because uh, you were already friends before I. We met through uh, through a mutual friend, Jason Kane, of ours, mm-hmm. and. Uh, during my other job, me and Jason became friends, and he was friends with Jay for a while, and he just kind of connected us, and then we we ran into each other a few times, and I've just kept in contact, and he's always been like a solid guy to me. Whenever I go to Vegas, he helps me out, parades me around. To, I always ask him for gyms with punching bags, and we can't find yeah. more. <laughs> it's like, takes me here. I'm like, no, it's not a good one. This one here is like, oh, what about this one? It's like acting like there's like just... A number of gyms with punching bags everywhere we go. Yeah, it's like the weirdest request for Jay Cutler to get. Like, yeah, yeah uh, man. You, usually people come to town. They ask me for weights and uh, what's the best atmosphere. But yeah. of course now, uh, I guess uh, this this sport has kind of transitioned into other activities. And you know, I guess sometimes people want to take frustrations out different ways than banging weights. I guess you want to punch things. So that's yeah, okay. I think Mike needs more than just ways to bang out his frustration. <laughs> Just looking at him, but how's the gym? How's the lockdown and the COVID stuff over there? You know what? We're pretty uh, we're pretty open. You know, some of the gyms are requiring masks. As you know, Flex Lewis just opened his uh, yeah. Dragon's Lair. Um, I've been training at a place called Fit Club, uh, which they're not super imposing about the mask, which is which is great um, because it's a private facility. Uh, some of the bigger corporate gyms, of course, there's a mask protocol, but everything's been pretty much open. We were closed for a month. Um, nothing else really took a backward step, and hopefully we're heading into the next uh, the next phase, which I believe everything by June is going to pretty much open. I heard yesterday the Raider Stadium will be full capacity by July, and uh, Vegas is getting busy again, man, so it's actually wow. it's nice to see, and unfortunately... You know your area is a little different where you guys are right now. The nightclubs yeah. are open there, right? Like they're open to a capacity or something. You have to stay they at the table. They are op- open up for tables only, yeah. so you have to buy a table. There's no general admission. Yeah. So the 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 clubs, the pools, everything's pretty crowded as far as uh, capacity space where you can be seated. There's just not that standing around space that you normally would see in in the uh, in the venues. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you want to talk about this vaccination conspiracy shit or not, but I think we should just skip that one. Yeah, and I was actually, I had some cool questions I, want, I wanted to ask you with, with Mike there. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we all get OCD when competing, right? So what's, what was the weirdest superstition or OCD while you were competing that maybe you never told anybody that or, you know? Listen, I had a lot of crazy, I look back and, to this day, I still carry some of these traits, but for me to train correctly, I needed to shower before I went to the gym. Always. Of course. Why? So I, couldn't go, <laughs> I, couldn't, 
I couldn't go train without taking a shower first. I know that's strange, right? Um, and then there would be, and you know this, there's certain body parts where I would have that body part shirt or those pants or, I mean, I used to wear tights back in the day to show off the legs <laughs> a little more and see them work. But I would always have a certain, you know, sweatshirt, t-shirt, tank top, set of shorts when I did a certain body part because it just, it, everything seemed to, to uh, kind of fold over correctly onto the muscle That's and funny. showcase the muscles. And uh, that was something that always was uh, something I did that I believed in the success. I followed the trend of how, how I did, you know, in preparation for contests or how I made progress in the off season or how I just basically my confidence when I trained a body part, uh, that's how I, I felt I looked the best. What would happen if one of those outfits was off? Like you missed a laundry day? Or... What I would always, I would miss a beat a little bit. I mean, listen, I've had great success, but every every top bodybuilder has good and bad workouts, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. there's a lot of days I got one or two, you know, sets in, uh, even repetitions or even walked in the gym and decided to walk out. Uh, you know, even training. You, for, you've training you've for walked in and walked out? Walked in and walked out. Just I wasn't feeling it at that time, whether I came back later or just skipped totally for the day. Hmm. Uh, you know, we all have our, our good and bad days. And, you know, even at the top, I, I suffered with those. Which, which I had a question that's like, it goes with that pretty well. So you said you've had bad days, bad training days, but is there a show that you feel you could have done something better where you would have as focused and maybe like there was a distraction and what what was that show and what was the distraction because we all hmm. think you're perfect like jay cutler perfect he weighs everything to no, the ground no, listen i was i was hit or miss at a lot of contests uh oh seven you know i had i had some issues towards the end uh obviously 2008 i mean i lost to dexter that year at the olympia um, I knew four weeks out, I wasn't as sharp as I should have been. I was holding water. Um, I made a decision to, I was buying, you know, rice out as I carved up that week. I was purchasing it from a, a local place just because I was having trouble getting food down. And what I didn't realize is how much salt was actually in that rice. Oh, so it, it caused, uh, obviously more fluid retention. I lost the title that year. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we wanted to know your opinion on the controversy of the 07 Olympia. Like looking back, like what do you think about the results and, and everything? You know what, I, I felt that it could have gone either way. And, and you know, I won that show. Um, it was the hardest victory that I ever had, even harder than the losses, to be honest, because there was that uncertainty. And, I, and listen, I knew I wasn't at my best, uh, but Victor was good. But as we know, there was never a perfect Victor Martinez. Mm. And I did get better for the night show. I still felt that I had the wider structure. Um, you know, of course, a lot of the pictures that float around are the worst of me and the best of him, right? Yeah, or just him by um, himself. But, but a lot of people there, you know, they didn't, it wasn't as much confusion as today exists because as it gets spoken about and less people were presently there speaking about it, you know, pitchers don't do the same as in person. Mm. And I was never, I was never an, a 
picture person over being there in person, if so that makes sense. You realize that how crazy it must have looked live in 2009, right? Yeah. So in 2008, you lost, right? And yeah. that w and I think you changed from uh, Chris Aceto to uh, Henry Rambot for 2009. Yes. So what made you mm -hmm. what made you want to do the switch? Because you're friends with Chris, right? Yes, I mean we were together since I was 18. I mean six months into training, I started working with Chris Aceto. But you know, we both kind of we spoke about it and just said, hey, you know what? I wasn't the protocols just weren't working as well, and it wasn't even a planned thing. Like, hey, I'm going to go out like today. You hear about people switching coaches because they're actually actively looking. It was just one of these things where I, I was going to actually do it on my own. And then somehow Hani and I, Hani called me just to check on me as a friend. And because we had spent time for years, like on and off, just spending time together. We're, we're kind of friendly, but he was kind of team Ronnie Coleman. So it was, it wasn't that close, but he really just checked on me. And then somehow I just said, Hey, can you just keep an eye on me? It wasn't like I hired him. It wasn't like, hey, you're going to be my coach. We just started shooting the FST7 stuff together. And oh, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we started, we just started working out, like, on and off. Him, myself, Phil Heath. And next thing you know, you know, we led into the contest. And I came back as, you know, one of the most uh, convincing wins of my career. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, when you came back, like, you did the impossible in a lot of people's eyes. Like, you know, when you, uh, you're like a downward slope in bodybuilding, Sometimes it's kind of mm -hmm. hard to get out of it, but you you were like, bang! You were like, <laughs> you were like, what did he do? Exactly, <laughs> it's crazy. So that that was awesome. And um, yeah, oh. it was uh, it was probably one of the best. I think it was the best victory. The only thing that really I look back now and I knew I couldn't repeat 09 as like the way I just came in and made a statement. Right after that, really, how do you look or what do you do to really top that mm -hmm. and obviously 2010 i won again but i wasn't you know it didn't have the shock value of 09 um and then eventually i lost to phil you know in 11 so uh, yeah well phil that was just, that was a good ride yeah phil just looked insane i think my favorite phil look is exactly that year 2011 yeah 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 so mike do you want to ask yeah, what was your this leads me into like well, something i was gonna say I, the first time i ever met jay I, he'd never remember in a million years because I was just a random guy to show. It was my first show ever, the New England Bodybuilding Championships, where he used to guest pose like every year. I promoted that. I promote that show. Yeah, now. and that was the first show I ever did after I graduated from college in Rhode Island. I uh, did that show, and I remember I took a picture with Jay backstage, and you're wearing this Pistons jersey. He used mm -hmm. to wear like a Pistons jersey backstage, like when you're warming up and stuff. Pistons jersey, yeah, Detroit Pistons. Oh, it's a, it's a team. Yeah, basketball jersey. Oh. Yeah, basketball. basketball yeah, and this, team, yeah. like, I just, like, I knew who Jay was, obviously. I'm not an idiot, right? But I was new to bodybuilding, and I literally was walking around backstage. I'm like, who the fuck is that guy in the jersey? Like, no pants on. <laughs> like, pro tanned up already, and, like, just stand there. I'm like, what is this thing in front of me? I'm like, what is this guy? I remember I tapped you on the shoulder, which felt like someone's, like, quad. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, can I get a picture? And you're like... I was trying to find the picture, but I can't find it. Like, oh, I have no shit. idea where it's at. You have no pictures. You suck at pictures. I know, I'm horrible at them. Yeah. But, yeah That's, but, uh, you know, how did you do in that contest? Oh, I was dead last. I had no <laughs> really? idea what I was doing. I literally got I literally got dieted by this guy at the University of Rhode Island who was a natural bodybuilder. I was okay. not natural. And he decided to give me a natural bodybuilder's diet, which was like, 
I can't even imagine. I don't even know how I functioned. Dick Daxon's I went. To, I was in remember, college. I was in college. You remember what? You remember what year that was, Mike? I think or? it was two thousand and uh, six or seven. Six probably. Okay. I did it two years in a row. So the first year I met you were there both years, but the first year I met you, that was like my first like taste of like what a pro bodybuilder really looks like. I only seen it yeah. in magazines, and then I came back the next year and I got third in super heavies. Okay. But the year before, I was like I emaciated, like I dieted down from two seventy five from football two seventy five to like like emaciated two twenty five. Mm. Like well, you're just, a tall you're a tall guy too. I'll yeah. call you. So it wasn't wasn't a good look. It was not a winning look on stage. Yeah. First time I saw Jay, I was at I don't remember when it was, but it was around. I was 18 years old. so It was 2006, maybe at the Arnold or something. Yeah, I don't remember, or maybe another show. But you had like a back then. I don't know. Like a lot of bodybuilders wore those, those suits, you know. And Jay was like, it's <laughs> like it was like the whitest man I've yeah, ever seen. This is the most retarded thing I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, after, right after that, I saw Ronnie Coleman w- with a, a microwave with like bowling ball <laughs> shoulders just walking around. I'm like, yeah. and me, I was 18 years old. I'm like, this is what? This is another level. Yeah, yeah so funny. I was, we were fans back then, but which um, makes you... Um, yeah, so like we were just, we both like kind of came up with questions and yeah. we were just like, like what, is, like, what is Jay's weirdest or like funniest fan interaction like you have to have like i'm sure a million stories for sure but like it's just like what are the yeah. oddest things that you maybe never have spoken about <laughs> this guy's like take my wife <laughs> no nah, i mean there was i mean sign the breast all that stuff you know uh, um, all girls <laughs> you know you know what's really like kind of shocking to me is you know how many times i've actually signed my name like on with a with a sharpie on someone's arm and they said i'm gonna run right get now tattooed. And get tattooed uh, I'm going to attack you right they do now. it? Yeah, they did it, and they'd come back and show me at the event the next day, you know, like if it was a FIBO or something day? like that. Uh, yeah, the next day. Wow. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Well, it's it's just, it's honorable, right? I mean, I had a guy show up in my office last week, and he had a huge, the head logo tattoo on his arm, you know, for my like, spiky hair logo. So it, it's it's somewhat, you know, it's flattering in a way, but, man, it's like, I don't realize the impact that you make on people. Here, my dog's popping his head up right now. Yeah. Um, the impact you make on people's lives, you know, it. everyone has their their vices on, you know, why they start training or, or whatever else. And a lot of people are overcoming certain things. But, you know, I never imagined being a professional bodybuilder. I just wanted to win titles and, and be featured in books. And I never imagined people would use me as kind of a role model these days. And that's probably the best um, gift that's been given to me since I retired is is the interaction from people all over the world that still follow my career and what I do on social media and kind of the the uh, consistency I had at the Olympia stage to use as motivation for life in general. So it's pretty it's pretty awesome. I don't know if it's necessarily weird. I mean, of course you get your people asking for pictures of your feet and that kind of stuff <laughs> with the foot fetishes and. Yeah, like you know, I I'm sure there's a million things I could think of that just are out, outrageous, but at the same time, like everyone has their thing, I guess, right? Yeah, it's just weird that they would just shoot their shot like that, <laughs> like to like Jay Cutler sent an email. I've, I've got I've got some weird emails, seriously. Uh, yeah, and more when I was younger. Now that I'm older and I lost my hair and I don't, I'm not as popular with the, the schmoes. <laughs> so I don't know why. I mean, they're well, like the younger you know, guys. You know, you know what's kind of funny. Um, I remember Dave Borlay shooting you 
um, you came to California, and I don't know what year this was, but you were doing all the crazy flips and stuff back yeah, then. That was. A and long I time told, ago. I told, what day, what year was that? I told Dave, I said, this guy needs to be in movies. He needs to pursue movies instead of bodybuilding, you know. And, uh, you know, I've always kind of followed your career since then. And obviously, you know, I'm, I'm a huge supporter. Last year, you know, you coming and winning in Las Vegas for the Cal or whatever, which, you know, they had to move it here. You know, that was a huge achievement, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. I was super happy. Every time you texted me and stuff, I was like, it was like fuel, pure fuel. Of well, you were, you were pretty upset about the bicep tear. You know, we both tore a bicep before, and I told you it would come back better than ever, right? Mine's still torn. Yeah, no, mine's not too bad actually. Like, I don't know if you can see or not, but yeah, does it affect your training at all? Or uh, sometimes the rotation like that, I feel like it's a little bit tight, but no, it's uh, and the training with Mike now is that it's I, I don't push the weight, I don't focus on the, on heavy heavy weight. I just we put weight when needed, but yeah. it's all about the movement and you know, well you can explain more, but pretty much it's like. Um, the last reps I've done, especially the one with the Olympia with Mike training me, is the one that I felt the best and I, I was the least injured with no pain, no pain at all. Well, you shouldn't you shouldn't be in pain. I can tell you through my, my career, I never had pain and I still don't have pain this day. Um, but it, it amazes me at all the new training uh, systems that people come up with, right? Yeah. Um, where I'm just a, hey, I'm a lot of, I'm a volume trainer. I do, you know, reps of 10 to 12 repetitions. I rest short periods. I believe in a lot of angles and uh, make the weight, make a 50 pound weight feel like 150 exactly. pounds, oh, yeah. right? That's what I mean. I, me so, and Antoine have been talking about that, like with this, like I'm not against progressive overload and I'm not against these techniques that people are doing. If they're working for you and they're, and they, and you're seeing results, then you should keep doing them and you like them. That's fine. But it's just like these, some people just don't get like results that way. And to like be constantly obsessing about how much weight you're doing, it's like, I feel like it's just going to lead you down a road of like tears, pulls, injure this, this is hurt. Now this is hurt because that's hurt. It's just like, I just don't get it. Like when I've seen guys like you and I've seen all the guys I looked up to growing up, like training in a certain way. And it's just like, why did that ever stop? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. yeah. Well, everyone's looking for the, for the extra whatever, but I can tell you guys, you know, and this is going to be probably be the, the most thing that people take away from this. Uh, this interview, I, I've never had done forced repetitions. So no one's ever pushed me through, like I'm failing at eight and gone to 10 or 12 or whatever. Nope. I, I don't believe in that. You know, it's it's all about just, you know, I, I go until I feel a great burn, but I stop before I could do one or two more repetitions. And pe listen, people can think, oh, well, you know, you could have been better if you did, but listen it worked for me it just it was something that that i i never had a spotter never had yeah. a spotter ever that's why a lot to of the stuff I that i do with antoine it's like he's used to like someone like him getting to a certain point and then he's like oh help me and i'm like no i'm not yeah helping you. like it's like i'd rather you maybe if you can still work through like three quarters of that range and maybe get a yeah. little more motion out of it and then let go of the weight like don't we're not going to force reps to like this end point just for the sake of getting it to the end point like and your, your, yeah. your neck's cranking, your shoulder's cranking, whatever it is, right? It's like, I don't understand that. I've never been like that in my life. So. Yeah, well, I, I feel like, uh, like I told that before, uh, not to you, but when I was training myself, my days off, I was like, oh, I wish I could train today. Today, <laughs> my days off, I'm like, thank God it's a day off. 
I don't, I don't have Mike this morning torturing me for 90 minutes and me being exhausted the whole the whole time. So, yeah. So you were talking about being a role model. I think you, you've done probably the best job of everybody, all the bodybuilders that I know that are pro that kind of like retired, but you never really retired. You like you just did something else. Like retiring mm-hmm. is not the, maybe from, you put your trunks up on the thing, you retired from competitive bodybuilding, but you did a lot more stuff afterwards. So was there an adjustment when you went from a, just, just an athlete to a, but you did business before that too, but just an athlete to like full-time, just like your new life that you have now? Was there like, was it hard? Yeah, you know what? I never retired. I never officially made the statement, hey, I'm retired. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my goal was obviously to win five Olympias. I won four. I came back in 13. I finished six, which was my worst placing of, you know, 10 years or whatever. Um, but I, I transitioned. And as you know, I was doing a lot of different ventures while I was in bodybuilding. But it was easier for me, I think, than some of the guys because I had a lot to fall back to. And, and my busy went to extremely busy with still doing the appearances, promoting the events, you know, working with the supplements and, you know, I was still doing the clothing and, and uh, obviously the outside ventures that I was doing um, that kept me super, super busy. So it was almost like a relief to not have to train and seclude myself and take myself and put myself in that, that realm for the 12 or 16 weeks that it took for me to train for a contest. And I could really focus and take that energy and take that work ethic that I had from the bodybuilding and really dive into the business side and still have fun doing it. I mean, I'm still training every day, but oh, yeah. remember it's half as much as I used to and half as much food. The food is what takes the most time of anything as a bodybuilder, in my yeah, opinion. True. Yeah. So back then we were competing, you had Ronnie Coleman as the motivation and a rivalry and the, the competition was right there. But when you retired from bodybuilding and you started doing your business, did you did you have like another entity that you were going against that we competing against? Because you you're a competitor at heart, right? So now, what do you compete against? So you just maybe gave up on that? Yeah, listen, I I was competitive at first because Ronnie had his supplements, I had my supplements. We were oh, meeting up, and we still and we still had that. Now it was a battle of business or whatever else. Um, <laughs> and you know we were we were worldwide, so. I still was, you know, and I was still kind of cheering on Phil Heath in a way because I kind of brought him through. So I was experiencing the victories that he was having as as part of like my success because I kind of passed the torch to him, as you know, in, in 11. And and uh, I was just a fan of bodybuilding. So for me, like it was an easy transition and I was all not necessarily competitive. I'm not trying to be the biggest and baddest supplement company or you know, whatever, you know, being the biggest, you know, real estate guy or whatever venture I end up doing. It's just that I want to have fun doing it. You know, everyone, everyone's always asked, how's business, how's family, this and that. But the truth is, is you should ask a person how happy they are to, uh, to be doing what they do, right? You want to love what you do. Yeah. Jay, we have one more question before you go. It's very serious. You want to know why you're hiding your Massachusetts accent so well? We want to know why there's no Boston accent that ever comes out of Cutler's mouth. You know what? I I came I came from Give me Worcester, a Mass. Piss <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I came from I came from Worcester, which is like central. Yeah, and you know, because I was close to. I used to fly out of TF Green um, Airport all the time if I if I traveled, which is in Rhode Island. So 
I was kind of in between, so I never really had that deep Boston accent. For some reason, you know, being on the West Coast now for 20 years, I, I kind of lost that that uh, accent. But if you if you go watch like my teen national videos, you can actually hear it a lot more. Really? <laughs> yeah. Really. It's perfect. Yeah. Maybe I knew you were hiding it or you've somehow buried it in yeah, the past. How did you do that? I wish <laughs> I wish I could do that with mine. It's stuck with me forever. It's getting worse. <laughs> yeah, so well, I guess you we're Maybe you get you get uh, kind of lost with your French a little bit because you speak, still speak French, right? Uh, every day with my mom, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I I, I want to learn like speech classes where I could articulate better for things like this. Well, you know, because Dave, you know, who shoots the YouTube stuff, he doesn't like to speak French ever. So whenever I he sees you, I make him. I said, you better talk French. Yeah, Dave. You know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what is he up to? Uh, he's just filming. He's he's. I just talked to him. He's at Flex's training, and then he's going to film uh, one of the athletes that competed at my contest uh, last weekend. Oh, sweet! The That's Jay awesome. Cup show here. So yeah, well, we're almost at thirty minutes there. So uh, do you have anything you want to you want to push? Like, what's your newest project you want to promote a little bit? You know what? I'm always working on different things. I mean, as you know, I'm doing the supplements, and you know, I've been uh, pretty active with that. I'm working on it, another clothing brand right now. Another and, one. And, uh, what's it called? Yeah. No, Another, well, you know what? I I haven't announced it yet, but it's going to oh. be more, more of an athletic brand. So I'm actually going to call tomorrow to kind of finalize some of the, uh, some of the custom cuts that I'm doing for, uh, you know, the, kind of the launch. Make some uh, some nice leggings for the girls there. You know, no, you know the, I, I would you know the like ones that go up the ass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the pinch, the back pinch. <laughs> yeah, the, the little so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, anything that's challenging for me, you mentioned the stage stuff, but for me to, you know, feel challenged, uh, you know, I always have to have new projects. Mm. Uh, but most importantly, like, you know, I just, I want to get back to traveling some. I got shows that I promote this year. Uh, my next one, you know, was scheduled for Massachusetts at the end of April, uh, where Mike competed, but it's uh, it's postponed right now because the wow. capacity is limit limited there. Uh, but I do have August in Virginia. I do have uh, October back in Massachusetts for another event. It's actually called the New England. I've switched it from May to October, uh, that contest. So I'll be doing that. But I'm I'm booked up doing quite a bit of events. I'll be at some charity stuff for Brandon Curry in a couple of weeks. I oh, go cool. to Utah this coming weekend. Uh, so I'm just staying active and doing a lot of stuff with my Cutler Club, my online uh, club that I do and challenges and you know, I'm trying to just hit the gym every day, man. Just trying to be like, you get motivation from you guys. I'm watching the the, uh, yeah. the Instagram videos, you know? Yeah. Well, that's awesome, Jay. So anything else you want to add? We're good? No, that's it, man. I appreciate being uh, your first guest on your- uh, Oh, it's awesome. Thank Thanks a lot for that. And also, as soon as it's open and you're available, we're, you're invited to the gym. It's going to be, the, it's going to be sick. We're, <laughs> we're expanding. You'll, you'll see it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm, yeah. Dorian did tell me that, uh, you know, I do. Uh, it's one of the places I always wanted to come visit. And I actually had an event booked um, in Canada prior to COVID. So hopefully, it, you know, we'll be able to reschedule that event. But I do have products now that are launched up in Canada. Awesome. So uh, that I will be uh, probably doing some touring for our friend Josh. You know, as you know, we toured together for Supplement World when I saw you mm -hmm. that time. So. I'll probably come up there and do some appearances uh, in time. Awesome. All right, Jay. Thank you very much. Thank you, brother. I hope you have a nice day. And, uh, you know, don't be too busy. Take the time to relax, too, with your dogs and your uh, your girlfriend there. <laughs> <laughs> how's, the weather, how's the weather there? It must be great. 
It's beautiful, bro. It's just, this is a perfect time of year in Vegas because it's not too hot. Um, we're in kind of the early stages of summer. So we're in the 80s and uh, it doesn't get doesn't last that long. We, we got the heat coming rather quickly, but okay. thank, thank, thankfully I'll be on the road traveling and bouncing in and out. Awesome. Of it, so. Well, you enjoy your day. Thank you very much again. Thank you, fellas. Thank you, yeah, see ya. So thanks again, Jake Cutler. That was a cool first guest, right? Yeah, it's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, now this bar set pretty high. Now we can get anybody we want ever. <laughs> yes. Ever. So the next part of the podcast uh, is actually just a Q&A that I uh, got going on my Instagram story. And the f- let's just get straight into it. So Cheyenne1645 is asking, what's in your diet? What's in your diet? My diet right now. I just had a Tim Hortons. Yeah, that's going to go in there too. <laughs> and this, this right here, Tim Hortons muffin. Yeah. So that's in my diet. Yeah. It's part of his program. No. Don't doubt it. <laughs> yeah. That's in my diet. All right. <laughs> so, uh, G. Croix 78 is asking, what's the other hat that mice wear? What's his other job? It's uh, private security. We'll and say. what's up with the hat question? I don't get it. It's just people who do many different things or have talents wear many oh, it's hats. Oh, an expression. I thought you, you asked. Like, I, I never ever saw you wear it's a hat. A, it's ever. a very old expression. Oh. It's a very refined gentleman. I think Why don't you wear hats? I don't know. I'm proud of my bald head. So hmm. I just show it off. Yeah, well, don't, you, don't hide you, it. you got drawings on it. Yeah, I got new drawings. Oh, that's a new one, right? Yeah. On the side? Yeah. Show it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Gotta be grateful, bitch. And um, this one here. Damian Jurek is asking, what is your IQ level? Combined, we probably are like the temperature outside. <laughs> but who knows? I don't know. <laughs> it's pretty low, though. Where do you get IQ tests anyway? <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's low. No, it's probably. I think there's like, a, and there's different type of like intelligence. There's like social intelligence, emotional intelligence. EQ. Yeah. yeah our EQs what? are high, our IQs are low. What's IQ stand for? Intellectual... Quantity? I don't know. We shouldn't have what? just asked ourselves that. Google it. <laughs> yeah. Um, has someone ever grabbed your huge neck? How's House Packer is asking. <laughs> Why are these? You ask them like they're all directed towards me. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> well, I'm asking a question to you, to him. House Packer is asking, has someone ever grabbed your huge neck? Uh, I mean, security, you probably got grabbed multiple times. No. No? Been, no, I guess they're scared. What about my girls? I'm probably, I'm pretty sure I was been gripped up by my neck by my mom when I'm younger. <laughs> yeah, like, come over here. He's the only, the, the only person that can scare him yeah. is his mom. Yeah, yeah, and I guess me, um, I mean, I, I've done jujitsu before, and you get choked out a few times. So yeah, somebody grabbed my neck. Why, why are you asking that anyway? <laughs> yeah. That is your question to ask yourself. Why do you want to know that? Yeah. Hell's Packer, weirdo. Um, oh, this one's for you for sure. Henry, 2001, is asking, why are your eyes so pretty, Mike? Oh, it's for me for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, just, they're, they're blue. Yeah. Yeah. Why Why are your eyes so pretty? I don't know. Is it your mom or your dad? My dad. Oh, really? Probably. Okay. If he's talking to me. I don't know if he's talking to me. So. Yeah. And me, it's, um, it's Photoshop. <laughs> yeah. It's a filter. <laughs> yeah, it's a filter. 
Uh, oh, this one is actually a very serious question. Playing like Rose is asking how to have your veins popping out during a workout. That's for you. That's for me? Oh, yeah. I don't work out. Yeah, you do. You just, <laughs> yeah, there's even a video on the HD Muscle channel of you doing legs. That was my body double. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Fuck. You just got to be lean. The veins is like, is kind of like uh, over the skin, the ones that you see, but it's under the fat. Is that what it is? Yeah, I mean, you got to be at a certain level of body fat. Or yeah. be leaner in certain areas than others to have veins show. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid, I was watching Arnold on TV, like Commando and stuff, and he would hold the gun and his bicep vein would be bulging. And I was like, I want that vein. And when it was first coming out when I was a kid, I was like, yeah, look, Mom, Mom, look. I don't think I've ever had that vein. I still want it. This one, <laughs> why, why is it? Is it underneath? Or? I think it's like genetic, to be honest, when people have that. Yeah. Like really pronounced vein like that. I don't. Th I think probably everyone has it. Maybe doesn't pronounce like that. Yeah, because when you think about it, I've always thought about that. It's like if you don't, if you have veins over your muscle, then you have some inside the muscles well, everywhere. Yeah. Right. Because sometimes when you you cut a steak, you see like oh, there's like a blood vessel in there. So I think we're full of blood vessels, and I think the more you train, the more you pump up, the more you maybe do cardio. I think it probably expands your capillary system and your vascular system right yeah and engorges with blood so yeah it pushes out but if you want to have veins popping lose body fat get a big pump and it should work and uh, all right let's keep going with this question here existing in this realm is asking Antoine would you ever compete with the contest weight of 290 or 300 well to give you an example Big Rami was 290 or 285 I think and I was 270 at the Olympia. So, I don't know, like, it, it, it is possible, it is humanly possible, it's been done before, but not a lot of people can do that. And then sometimes it just, shit goes wrong when you're... Well, you could be 290 and 300 competing on stage and just be a tubby fuck out there if you yeah, want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like to say you technically competed at that way. Yeah, remember Greg Kovacs? Yeah. Rest his soul. Yeah. He was the first one, he was like trying to be 400 pounds off season. He's a monster. Yeah, you ever met him? Yeah, I met him a couple of times. Like really? literally, literally very close to the time he died. Oh, wow. he started training people at a at the gym I used to go to, and he actually reached out to me prior to his death. Like maybe I think it was like a couple of months, and he was like asking me if I would, if if he could train me, and like he wouldn't charge me anything. He just wanted to like help me out, and I was like, you know, I was like, I'm not going to compete anymore. But like, I oh, would take okay. you, I would take you up in the offer if I was going to compete. I told mm -hmm. him, but I said I have no desire to compete. But thanked him. But, you seem like a really nice guy. Yeah, I, I never met him, though, but he was, like, super strong, too, I heard. Yeah. I, heard yeah. He, I always heard stories of him being a maniac, and then I met him, and I was like, this guy's nice. I don't know what people are talking about. Maybe he was back in the day, but... Yeah. Yeah, there was rumors of him, like, when he was going out to eat, he had a fan on the table. Yeah, I heard, I heard, rumor, I heard like, all these stories, like, he would eat with, like, a wooden spoon. Like, he would... All his food would be in, like, a huge tub, and he would yeah. just eat with, like, a wooden spoon because he couldn't get a regular spoon. Oh, because he was too pumped. Yeah. <laughs> we had to pick a long, like a long Everyone's spoon. like, oh, that's awful. I'm like, that sounds amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so pumped. That's crazy. And I, and I also heard a rumor that his wife was helping him clean up after the bathroom. Oh, we but, can all use some help sometimes. Yeah, I wish I could. That's the big sometimes. deal. It feels pretty good, too. <laughs> somebody else does it for some reason. Just got to get yourself a bidet. Yeah. <laughs> a bidet. Yeah, do you have a bidet? Oh, I wish. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think a nice, warm... 
temperatured like jet <laughs> up there feel nice for sure uh, yeah make sure it's clean okay now let's get <laughs> real question uh raiden varden hanar underscore is asking what y'all reason to start bodybuilding you want to start mike uh my reason i just i used to watch wrestling when i was little and i used to like be super into wrestling like hulk hogan macho man and like british bulldog and i just an ultimate warrior and i just thought like that's how you're supposed to look if you're a guy like, <laughs> i literally thought like i didn't think anything was like abnormal about it i was like oh you grow up and you get big and you get big muscles and you're like a like an animal that's what you do so i yeah. just had that in my head from when i was little i never like thought i never looked up to certain bodybuilders till i got into like maybe high school mm. and then i really got into like following dorian yates and guys like flex wheeler and things like that i really started following them and then it just was like a natural progression it was never like i just thought being muscular and big was like what you were supposed to do so. hmm. yeah me i guess the reason I, I've, I've actually like uh, i was talking with the uh shrink it was actually a, a sex psychotherapist oh you're gonna get like to the nitty-gritty oh also. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and after the fourth session I, I realized a lot of stuff and i also realized like why i started training it's because um, I was feeling worthless and uh, abandoned because my parents were getting divorced at the age of nine years old. And because I was feeling worthless, I was like, what can I make, how can I make myself better? What can I control? And that was kind of like pre pretty much subconscious, right? And then I was like, well, I'm going to be stronger. I want to be strong. That's how I can be worthy. So I started doing push-ups. And I started training like that. And... And, uh, and I got like validation because I, I had good genetics. So people at school, they were, they were always say, oh, he's strong, he's a strong one. That would beat people up. And I was like, um, you know, just like a violent when I was younger. And that was like kind of my, my identity, this like strong kid, whatever. And then I started doing martial arts. I stopped being violent. And then I got also more validation from the muscles I was gaining. And then I went on the, on, on the forums of uh, bodybuilding.com and all the, the, the website I was reading articles and then I, I was like wow these guys look this is how I want to look like this is what I've been trying to do and then I, I, I learned that you had to join a gym to because <laughs> I was doing curls and push-ups at home and I thought like that was the you know I was supposed to do because I was seeing Rocky in a movie and stuff he was training in the shed so I'm like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do pounding on yeah. beef, beef carcasses yeah <laughs> and then I, I saw a uh, Kevin Lerone, Kevin Lerone, Ronnie Coleman, Jay Cutler, all, all these guys on, on the on the forums, the pictures, and on you know on the internet. And I was like, fuck, I want to. What? Oh, they're they're competitive bodybuilders. They compete. That's why they're wearing those trunks on stage with the lights and stuff. And Arnold did it. So, okay, well, and that's you know the best way to get in shape and, and the best shape of your life is doing that. So I want to do that. So my mom got me a membership to this gym, and uh. I went to the owner, and before I ever touched a, a gym weight in my life, I said, I want to compete. <laughs> I was 15 years old. I was like, I want to compete in bodybuilding. He was like, all right. He gave me a three-day split, and I, I was doing it twice a week, so it was six-day training. And I kind of like, I went from 153 to 185 real quick. Just like, I gained 30 pounds, like, within like a few months. So, I went, and I, I got good, again, validation. So, you know, it's like a dog. If you... Make him, if he sits down and give him a treat, he's going to want to, you know, you're going you're to train him like that. So for me, the validation that I was getting was keeping me, but was keeping myself like, a, was keeping the training going. 
So this is how I started. And then I won my first show at 16 years old. I beat a 20-year-old. And then I somehow was like, oh, I feel good doing this. I'm getting like feed, good feedback. And I kept going there. So that's how I started. <laughs> I think mine, mine started, yeah, mine started too because I was playing sports. So. Oh, yeah. I was like crazy into like playing rugby. And at my first high school I went to, there was a weight room there and it was like one of the only high schools in Toronto that had like a like a big weight room. They had emptied out a gym and like reformatted it. And so I trained there not knowing what I was doing at all, but there's this dude Eddie who worked there. He looked like Hulk Hogan. Like he had the Hulk Hogan hair and like the handlebar no and he wore like the Zubaz pants. No and he was like the biggest human being I'd ever seen. He was like this monster poof ball dude like who was just like pythons. Yeah, he was like monster to me. And he did like he gave us a split, like, you got a split, and we just, me and my buddy would just follow it. Yeah. And he would do, like, crazy shit. Like, he'd do, like, lat pull-downs, but he'd pull the whole stack, and we thought that was, like, the craziest thing ever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But thinking back, I don't even know what he was, how he was doing. He was swing, swing it. <laughs> I would literally hang off it, and I could hang there, and the stack wouldn't move. <laughs> this guy was pulling it down, right? I was yeah. Like, Man, I want to be like him. He was a big guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, the reason why we start training sometimes is, like, we don't even know why we start. Like, like I, the, the reason I said was the guy subconscious. Like, if you go back, like everything that you do is because of shit that happened to you when you were a kid and before. So, and I don't know if you notice, like a lot of fighters, a lot of athletes, they they kind of like they have a weird like. If everything's perfect when they're kids, they're not really gonna perform as well. I find that somebody who's kind of a little bit fucked up, no? Yeah. So they get into things to kind of trigger, to kind of channel their anger or channel their frustration yeah. or. So I wonder what pissed off Ronnie Coleman. I don't think Ronnie got pissed off. I think Ronnie's just a monster human being. Yeah, <laughs> he's the exception to the rules. He's like, oh, I touched this dumbbell and I grew, my arms grew three inches. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing this. Yeah. Then again, it's like probably the feedback and validation, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, he played sports too, though. Oh, he played football. 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 Yeah. yeah, and powerlifting. So he probably started doing it to be better at that and then mm -hmm. saw how gifted he was. and Yeah. Why the hell am I getting hurt when I can just lift weights? <laughs> exactly. All right, I think we're, we're good with all the questions there. Um, so what's the time here, Mrs. Uh, Laura? We are at 14 minutes. Oh, there we go. So it's like a good 45-minute uh, podcast, my friends. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. And please, if you like the podcast, share it on your stories. Share it on your social media, you know, because we're starting this on the Pure Muscle Fitness YouTube, so we need some subscribers, we need some views, same for Spotify, so if you love this video, like it, subscribe, comment, and share it with as many people as you can. And you guys can send questions that are like more tailored to like maybe stuff you want to know, instead of like asking us what our IQ is. <laughs> yeah, like well that, that was actually asked like an hour before yeah. filming, so actually if you're watching this right now, and uh, you can, in the comment section of YouTube, comment your question. So that way, next time when we film, we'll have like some more thought, thoughtful questions. Maybe not that yours were not; they were pretty good. Like this one here: What is your aim? Like, it's a great question, but I don't know how to answer that. My aim is good, I guess. So uh, yeah, comment a question. Like, um, comment, ask your questions, yeah. and, and comment, uh, and, comment. And, oh, comment. Yeah. and comment, ask questions, all that stuff. <laughs>